This is one of our Christmas editions, friends, in case you haven't guessed. Hello, everybody. I am your humble host here once again with a very special Christmas edition of Sounds Like Radio. Today, we've got some great Christmas music along with the very Christmas episode of The Great Gildersleeve. You know, The Great Gildersleeve did two Christmas episodes in 1949. We had to skip them both before, but now it's time to listen to them. We already played in the December 14th, 49 Christmas show, and now today it's time for the December 21st, 1949 episode of The Great Gildersleeve. And my goodness, this is a very, very special program, a kind of historic program, because... uh, well, I'll talk about it a little later. And this will sort of clear up the mystery when we had to skip the show and you may have been saying, what happened to, what happened to Marjorie? Suddenly she's engaged. Uh, well, <laughs> I guess I just let the cat out of the bag. This is the show when Marjorie gets engaged. And it's a very, very nice show. Very well written. Well, friends, it's another Christmas edition of Sounds Like Radio and at Christmas time. It's always good to have our our house singer on because nothing says Christmas like our house singer. This is Bing Crosby. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you, Bing. You know, you're here and we're glad to see you. And how about starting off our show with a perfect song for Christmas time? It is the very song we want you to sing because... Whenever we see outside and it begins to snow, we see lights outside, we see the stores all decorated, we know it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Here is the great Bing Crosby. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go Take a look in the five and ten Listening once again With candy canes and silver lanes aglow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys in every store But the prettiest sight to see Is the holly that will be On your old front door A pair of hop-along boots And a pistol that shoots As the wish of Barney and Ben Dolls that will talk and will go for a walk Is the hope of Janice and Jen And Mom and Dad can hardly wait For school to start again It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas There's a tree in the Grand Hotel, one in the park as well. The sturdy kind that doesn't mind the snow. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Soon the bells will start. And the thing that will make them ring is the carol that you sing right within
beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Cars in every store. But the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own front door. Sure, it's Christmas. You know it's Christmas time when you hear the great Bing Crosby singing that song. Oh my, that is a true Christmas classic, and we just heard it from our very own house singer. Thank you, Bing. We're going to ask you to stop by a little later today to sing another very special song for us. One we just could not do a Christmas show without hearing. And you know, friends, speaking of favorite people, one of my favorite ladies... Not only is she such a pleasure to listen sing, oh my, she's a pleasure to look at. I'm going to let her do her own introduction. Hello, I'm Doris Day, and I just wanted to say that Christmas is the one time of year when we seem to stop and realize how lucky we are. I hope you're doing that today, as I am, and I hope, too, that you're having the happiest Christmas yet with your family and friends. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Oh, that was nice. Wasn't it Doris Day? She she stopped by here to greet everyone. And, you know, I like to hear from Doris Day. I like to hear her greeting. But, you know, even better than hearing Doris Day greeting us all and giving us all a nice, fine Christmas wish is to listen to Doris Day sing a Christmas song. And, you know, I think a nice classic Christmas song that we haven't heard in a while is... The Christmas Song, written by the great Mel Torme. Here is the wonderful Doris Day and her version of the Christmas Song. Oh yeah, this is good. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping sung by a choir and folks dressed up like Eskimos everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe help to make the season bright tiny tots with their eyes all aglow We'll find it hard to sleep tonight They know that Santa's on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy to see a reindeer, you know how to fly. And so I'm offering this simple phrase. 
two kids from one to ninety-two. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas. that nice Doris Day oh the Christmas song oh my oh yeah I like that song you know that song seems to have worked its way into Christmas time now every year pretty neat when you think about it if you could write a Christmas song that would be heard every year by all kinds of singers that'd be a real fine thing to do and that's what Mel Torme did and we just heard wonderful Doris Day singing it for us well Speaking of wonderful, wonderful, wonderful are the Mills Brothers. And, uh, you know, they like to stop by at Christmas time once in a great while. Uh, more often than that, actually. And they like to sing a little fun song about all about Santa Claus. And, uh, well, you know, this song playing in the background kind of gives me an idea what the Mills Brothers is going to sing about. Here they are, the Mills Brothers. Santa Claus coming to town. Take it away. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why, Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list and checking it twice, gonna find out who's naughty and nice, Santa Claus is coming to town. Gotta be on your best behavior when you know Santa Claus is gonna come to town. Oh, I like that. The Mills Brothers, Santa Claus, he's gonna come to town. Oh, you know, we had a nice lady here stop by Doris Day, and I think it's time we had another sweet and fine singer and sweet and fine looking lady, too. Here is Patty Page. Hello. This is Patty Page wishing everyone a Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. Thank you, Patty. 
How about singing us a song about the Christmas bells? I'm in the mood for that. Here is Patty Page and the Christmas bells. The Christmas bells are ringing. The hall is at the window pane. I hear the children singing. It's Christmas again. The fireplace is glowing, the stockings on the Christmas tree. Then suddenly it's snowing, that's Christmas to me. Chimes ring in the steeple, music fills the air. Crowds of smiling people. Greet you everywhere When I wake at seven I see you and the angels see You are my gift of heaven When Christmas bells ring The Christmas bells are ringing The hall is at the window pane I hear the children singing, it's Christmas again. The fireplace is glowing, the stockings on the Christmas tree. Then suddenly it's snowing, that's Christmas to me. Smiling people greet you everywhere when I wake at seven. I see you and the angels sing. You are my gift of heaven when Christmas bells ring. Patty Page here. Sounds like radio's very special Christmas show. Thank you, Patty. That was nice. I like hearing that. Well, always nice also on our show is when we get a visit from one of our favorite people. I'm talking about the great Jimmy Dean. I'm Jimmy Dean, and thank you very much for letting us become just a little part of your holiday. We sincerely hope that Jimmy Dean sausage might make your holiday just a little bit brighter. Happy holiday to you. Well, thank you, Jimmy. That was nice. Oh, you know, Jimmy, what would make our holiday just a little bit brighter is to hear you sing a Christmas song. Oh, how about Blue Christmas? I'll have a
Christmas I'm white, but I'll have a blue Christmas. I'll have a blue Christmas without you. I'll be so blue thinking about you. it ain't too blue, Jimmy. I mean, it ain't nice to have a blue Christmas. <laughs> but you know what? It is nice to hear you singing it. <laughs> oh, oh my. Oh, well, speaking of nice, it's time we got to the Great Gildersleeve show for today, the December 21st, 1949 episode. Now, friends, this show happens to be one of the best episodes of the entire series. Uh, that's just my opinion, of course. So I am not even going to give it away as to what's going to happen. I'm going to let you listen and be surprised and just enjoy this just as much as I did. From December 21st, 1949, here is a very special episode of The Great Gildersleeves. The Kraft Foods Company, makers of Kraft quality foods, presents Harold Perry as The Great Gildersleeves. The Great Gildersleeve is brought to you by the Kraft Foods Company, makers of the famous cheese food Velveeta. Everybody goes for Velveeta's rich yet mild cheddar cheese flavor in snacks, in sandwiches, and in hot dishes. And Velveeta, you know, helps supply important food values from milk. It's as digestible as milk itself. That's why smart homemakers keep Velveeta on hand regularly to spread or slice and to melt for grand economical hot dishes. Tomorrow, get Velveeta. The cheese food of craft quality. Well, the Christmas spirit has really taken over the great Gildersleeve's house. Tinsel and bells, gifts being tucked away in every nook and corner. What excitement. The water commissioner can scarcely sleep at night. <sighs> Lumpy mattress. I shouldn't have hidden Leroy's bicycle under my bed. <laughs> and all the wonderful mysteries of the days before Christmas. Hidden parcels, closet doors all locked. 
Leroy, what you doing peeking through that keyhole? I wasn't peeking. Looking through a keyhole into a dark closet. You can't see nothing in there. Yeah, I know it. Come on, let's get a flashlight. <laughs> now it's coming on Christmas Eve. Hey, where's Zark? Is that all the presents you're putting under the tree? Well, that's all for now, Leroy. I may have a couple of other little items to bring down after you're snug in your bed. Yeah? While visions of sugar plums dance through your head. Something I can never figure out. What's a sugar plum? Well, uh, Maid uh, room coming through. Well, Marjorie with her little presents. Little presents is right. Holy smoke, she can carry them all in one hand. <laughs> what a cheapskate. Now, <laughs> <laughs> Leroy. It's all right, Unky. It doesn't bother me a bit. What dinky little packages. I bet everybody gets a doily. <laughs> <laughs> the size of the package, my boy, doesn't mean a thing. It's the thought that counts. Yeah, I know. This is going to be the best Christmas we ever had, Anki. Well, it could be. I have a big surprise for you. For me? I know. It's a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not a motorcycle. It's a wonderful surprise for a wonderful uncle. Oh, Marjorie, don't hug me so tight. Oop. I heard something crack. Were they ribs? No, Leroy. Three cigars. <laughs> oh, well, I'll give them to Judge Hooker. I'll tell them they're a new brand of cigar with hinges in the middle. <laughs> For smoking in phone booths. <laughs> oh, I can hardly wait, Uncle. Now, Marjorie, I hope you didn't buy me something expensive. You'll never guess what it is. Hmm? Oh, that must be Bronco. Yeah, that's Bronco, all right. He always rings the bell like a bear was chasing him. <laughs> Bronco, come in. Hiya, Marge, honey. Well, come in, Bronco. Merry Christmas, Mr. Gildersleeve. Leroy. Merry Christmas to you, Bronco. Yeah, Merry Christmas, honey. <laughs> Leroy. Little brothers. You can leave your coat on, Bronco. We're all going over to the high school auditorium tonight. Oh? They're having the craft call club from Chicago. Wow, that's very nice, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yeah, a lot of fine voices. Beautiful music. What are they going to sing, Unc? That opera stuff? No, Leroy. Christmas carols. Bronco, I told Unky I have a surprise for him tonight. <laughs> yeah, quite a surprise. Oh? Is Bronco in on this, too? How about a little tip, Bronco? Oh, I couldn't do that, Mr. Gildersleeve. I don't know what it is, but Bertie does. Bertie? Hmm. Well, uh, <clears throat> you children clean up the front room. I... I think I'll drift out to the kitchen and have a little talk with Bertie. You won't get anything out of Bertie, Uncle. Well, I'm not trying to, Marjorie. Just want to see Bertie about arrangements for this evening. <laughs> of course, it wouldn't hurt to pick up a small clue. I love Christmas. Bertie! Yes, Mr. Kilsley? Uh, just thought I'd come out and see if you're all set for tonight. Yes, sir. Bertie's all set. Fine. Uh, Marjorie has a little surprise for me this evening. Yes? Of course, I know what it is. Yes, sir. I'm sure you know what it is, too, Bertie. Yes, <laughs> That is, you may know what it is, but just so you'll be sure, Bertie, you write what you think it is on this piece of paper, and I'll write what I know it is, then we'll exchange pieces of paper. All right, Mr. Gillsleeve, here's my grocery pencil. There. Now we exchange, Bertie. Yes, sir. Thank you. Let's see what Bertie wrote. You ain't trapping me. 
let's face it, Bertie. Marjorie's gone out and bought me a very nice present of some kind, and I'm I'm a little worried about it. Oh? See, I don't have anything very spectacular for Marjorie. Just the usual presents for a girl. Well, don't worry about that, Mr. Gilsey. Miss Marjorie ain't worried about what she's going to get this year. She's a grown-up lady now. I know, Bertie, but I've got to give her something a little bit special. After all, she has this big surprise for me. Pretty late to go buying anything now, Mr. Gilsey. Yeah, that's right. By George, Bertie, I just had a great idea. You remember a long time ago I said when Marjorie grew up, I was going to give her my mother's diamond ring? Yes, sir. I was going to surprise her with it on her next birthday. But what's wrong with Christmas? There's nothing wrong with it. Absolutely nothing. I'll do it, Bertie. I've got the ring up in my dresser drawer. I'll go down to Mr. Peavy's and get a fancy box for it. Oh, that sure will please her. You bet. Now, Bertie, don't you say a word about this to Marjorie? No, sir. I ain't tell nobody nothing. Don't you even give her a little hint? I ain't tell nobody nothing. Fine. What time is dinner? I ain't tell nobody. Oh, I mean six o'clock. <laughs> Good old Bertie. Well, hello, PV. What can I do for you this Christmas Eve? Peavy, I need a box. Something very fancy. Well, what would you like to have in it? <laughs> well, nothing, Peavy. I just want a little empty box. It's for a Christmas present. Empty box, eh? You're saying a little practical joke on somebody, are you? No, Peavy, it's for a ring. I want a box for a ring. Oh, well, why didn't you say so? Do you have one? I don't think so. <laughs> Peavy, you must have something around here. There's a lot of little boxes there in the showcase. Mm, those are all full of cold tablets. Oh, for goodness. How about an aspirin box? You could take the aspirin out. Peavy, this is Marjorie's Christmas present. I'm giving her my mother's diamond ring. Most wonderful surprise of her life. Now, come on, Peavy. Well, I think I can find you something. boy. Look at this ring. Isn't that a beauty? Oh, man, man. I've just been waiting for Marjorie to grow up so I could give it to her. Makes me feel a little old, Mr. Gildersleeve. Huh? Seems like only yesterday that Marjorie was in here dangling her pigtails in a chocolate sundae. <laughs> yeah, those pigtails are up in the attic now. I kept them both. Very sweet girl, Marjorie. Yes, she is, Peavy. I was thinking this afternoon while Marjorie and Leroy and I were decorating the tree how much those children mean to me. How I've cared for them and watched them grow. Yeah, they're everything I have, Peavy. It's nice to feel that way. Makes a nice Christmas, too. All the stockings hung up by the chimney. You bet. Too bad you didn't have any children, Peavy. Only two stockings on your mantle? No, we have three. Mrs. Peavy hangs up both of hers. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to run, Peavy. I'm picking up Miss Milford, and we're all going over to the auditorium to hear the craft chorus. Why don't you folks drop over to the house later, Peavy? Christmas Eve, you know. Thank you, Mr. Gildersleeve. Happy Christmas, Carol. Yeah, see you later, Peavy. Well, the auditorium's almost full. Let's sit down here, Catherine. Thank you, Throckmorton. You look lovely this evening. Thank you. I feel like a debutante with this corsage you sent me. Well, what the heck? It's Christmas. I gave the florist three seventy-five and told him to shoot the works. <laughs> <laughs> Oop, who's that? Look up 
Leroy? Oh, no. Where is he? Way up there in the balcony, eating peanuts. Leroy, Leroy watch those shells. Oh, look, there's Bronco and Marjorie. Yeah, you can't miss Bronco. What a moose. Aren't they cute together? Yeah. You care to put your coat over the back of the seat? Get it off your shoulders? Thank you. Nice evening gown. <laughs> Love concerts. Shh, Throckmorton, the curtain is going up. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, on this Christmas Eve, it is our pleasure to present the Craft Choral Club under the direction of Gerhard Schroff. Fine-looking group, all in tuxedos. something important. I am? Oh, are you presenting your lady fair with a ring? Oh, for... Judge, please. This is Throckmorton's gift to Marjorie. It is. Uh, Horace, why don't you drop over after the concert and watch Marjorie's eyes light up when she sees this, huh? Thank you, Gilda. I'll be happy to. Yeah, the Peavies are coming over. Shh. They're about to sing again, Throckmorton. Yeah. I'd invite all the craft singers, too, but I'm afraid Bertie might run out of cheese and crackers. <laughs> Throckmorton, hush. Huh?
This is the best part of Christmas Eve. Very nice, Judge. Wait till we get over to our house. Marjorie starts opening her presents. Oh, brother, I can hardly wait. Gildersleeve will return in just a minute. Santa Claus season is pretty expensive, isn't it? Well, if the holiday ahead might put your food budget in the red, here's how to economize now so you'll be prepared for the splurge meals. Use up leftovers tomorrow and Friday and Saturday by dressing them up with the wonderful cheese sauce you can make with Kraft's smooth-melting cheese food, Velveeta. You see, you can pour this Velveeta sauce over leftovers, ham or veal or fish, or just over toast. For an economical hot main dish, you can make in a jiffy. That sauce will help you economize after Christmas, too, when you serve it with the last bits of the Christmas bird. For that tasty sauce, all you do is melt one-half pound of Velveeta in the top of your double boiler. Then gradually stir in one-quarter cup of milk and season to taste. That's all there is to it for a sauce that'll give your main dish a grand, rich, yet mild cheddar cheese flavor. And fine nourishment, too, because Velveeta is rich in important food values from milk. So for a wide variety of hot main dishes that are really economical, use good-eating Velveeta, the cheese food that's as digestible as milk itself. When you buy, be sure you get genuine Velveeta. It's the cheese food of top quality, made only by Kraft. Well, the folks have just come home from the Christmas Eve concert, and it's getting close to the big moment the great Gildersleeve has been waiting for. Uh, Marjorie, you and Catherine come over by the fire. Bronco, why don't you throw another log on? What? Oh, sure, Mr. Gildersleeve. Bronco, that's the footstool. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Gildersleeve. I don't know what I was thinking about. He's excited tonight, Unky. <laughs> What's everybody so excited about? It's Christmas Eve, huh? Let's light the tree and open the packages. Well, better light the tree, I guess. Where's that plug? Yeah. Get ready, everybody. Here go the lights. Oh, oh it's perfectly beautiful, Throckmorton. Yeah, that's quite a tree. Isn't it wonderful? Oh, it's very effective with all those lights bubbling. Well, I'm sort of a bubbly fellow, too, around Christmas time. <laughs> Why shouldn't I be? Got a lot of good friends. And a wonderful little family. You certainly have, Throckmorton. Yes, sir. I've raised two fine children, and they mean all the world to me. We go through this every year, Miss Milford. <laughs> well, I mean it. I appreciate you more and more every year. We appreciate you, too, huh? Now let's open the presents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's open the presents. 
My surprise to you comes last, Unky. Uh, well, I have a surprise for you too, Marjorie, but wait a minute. We can't open presents till the others get here. What others? You mean you're expecting somebody else, Mr. Gildersleeve? Well, I invited Judge Hooker and the Peavies. But, Uncle Mort, we thought it was just to be the family and Miss Milford. Yeah, that's what we thought, Mr. Gildersleeve. Well, Marjorie, I sort of wanted the judge and the Peavies to see what I have for you. Yeah, what's wrong with having them over at Christmas? They always bring presents. Uh. <laughs> Leroy is being very practical about this. Thing. Yeah, Christmas to Leroy is like bank night. Yeah. <laughs> Bronco, let's bring some more chairs into the dining room, huh? Say, where's Bronco? Did he fall in the fireplace? I think he went in your den, Unky. Oh? Mr. Gildersleeve... Yes, Bronco? May I see you for a minute? Certainly. Excuse me, everybody. Take the holes with bows and holly. Do you mind if we close the door, Mr. Gildersleeve? Close the door? Is it that secret? Well, it's about the surprise Marjorie was telling you about. Well, don't tell me now, Bronco. I want to wait for it. I think I should tell you, Mr. Gildersleeve, before the others come. Huh? What difference does that make? Well, we planned this for just you and the family... Marjorie and I were going to stand up by the tree hand in hand and give you your surprise. Cute, cute. I, uh, I was going to make the speech. You? A speech? Yes, sir. I was going to tell you that Marjorie and I want to be married. Married? <laughs> well, sure, maybe sometime, Bronco. Not sometime, Mr. Gildersleeve. This is definite. I'm asking you if I may marry Marjorie. Marry Marjorie? <laughs> Little Marjorie? So, this is her surprise, eh? I love her, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yes. And Marjorie loves me. That's pretty important. Yeah, I guess it is. We've been thinking about it for a long time. I guess it's sort of sudden to you, but... Well... What do you think, Mr. Gildersleeve? We aren't going to do anything hasty, sir. We weren't even planning it until spring. Late spring. <laughs> June, maybe? <laughs> That's long enough to wait. Don't you think so, Mr. Gildersleeve? I... I've never thought about it at all. Well, you'll probably get used to the idea of not having Marge around by then. Wouldn't you? <laughs> I've been saving my money. In fact, Marge and I aren't giving each other much for Christmas. We're looking ahead. I want to be able to take good care of Marjorie, Mr. Gildersleeve. Of course, we wouldn't do anything without your permission. So, what do you think, Mr. Gildersleeve? Bronco, I... I think the other guests have arrived by now. Will you tell them I'll be out in a minute? Of course, Mr. Gildersleeve. I'll tell them. <laughs> Little Marjorie. Can't believe it. Just can't imagine this house without her. Couldn't bear to go into her little room again. Where I used to tuck her in. Read her bedtime stories. Care for her when she had measles, chicken pox. I've worked and sacrificed to raise Marjorie. Now, and she means the most to me. 
Somebody wants to take her away. That boy has his nerve. Who does he think he is? Who is it? It's Catherine Throckmorton. Oh. Judge Hooker and the Peavies are outside. Don't you think you should join the party? Well, I have some thinking to do. Catherine? Yes? Bronco and Marjorie want to get married. Oh, I suspected something like that. Isn't it wonderful? What's so wonderful about it? Why, Throckmorton. I should think you'd be very proud and happy. Happy? How would you feel if your Christmas surprise meant losing your daughter? Well, I suppose I'm thinking more about Marjorie's happiness and Bronco's. How radiant she looks tonight and what it will mean to them. Try to remember, Throckmorton, that a mother wants more than anything else to have her daughter marry a nice young man. Somebody who will be kind and good to her. Bronco will. My Marjorie. What are you going to do? I don't know. Give me a little time, Catherine. Anybody want more cocoa and popcorn balls? Oh, no, thank you, Bertie. Gosh, where's Uncle? It's time to open the presents. Now, Leroy, let's not be impatient. Uncle has a present under the tree for you, Judge. He has? Where is Gildy? <laughs> of course, when he comes out, he ought to stand, start handing out to the little kids first. Well, they say age before beauty, Leroy. Perhaps Peavy should receive his present first. He's the oldest man here. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Marjorie, while we're waiting for the Lord of the Manor, perhaps you'll play the piano for us. Oh, Judge, I couldn't. I'm too excited tonight. Well, here comes Mr. Gildersleeve. I'm sorry if I kept everybody waiting. What have you been doing, Gildy? Hibernating in your den? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Uncle. I want to see what Santa Claus brought. Yes, it is time to pass out the presents, isn't it? Leroy, we'll start with you. Here you are, my boy. Oh, boy, thanks, Uncle. And, Bertie, here's a package with your name on it. Thank you, Mr. Gilsey. Old Santa Claus never forgets Bertie. <laughs> now we come to Marjorie. I said I had a special surprise for her tonight. A number of years ago, my mother gave me her engagement ring. I guess she secretly hoped that someday I'd give it to a girl and start a little family. Well, I have a little family. A fine niece and nephew. But I haven't been very lucky on the other score. <laughs> and so this Christmas, I thought I'd present my mother's ring to Marjorie. Oh, Anki. Splendid idea. But something has happened tonight which forces me to change my plans. Instead of giving the ring to Marjorie, I want to give it to Bronco to give to Marjorie. Oh, me, Mr. Gildersleeve? You want me to give it to her? Here, Bronco. Read the card. To Marjorie... For always, from Bronco. Bronco is joining our little family. Oh, Unky, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Gildersleeve, very much. We hadn't planned to have an engagement ring. I, I hope you'll be very happy. 
Both of you. Let me shake your hand, my boy. I'm so happy for you, Margie. Gosh, Unc, is Marjorie leaving us? Well, let's not talk about that now, huh, my boy? Uh, Bertie, isn't it time for your little Christmas song? Yes, sir, if Miss Marjorie feels like playing the piano. I never felt more like it in my life. Fine. This is a little lullaby Bertie always sang to the children since Marjorie was this high. steps out of his role as the great Gildersleeve to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. You know, we don't often get a chance to tell you listeners how much your enthusiasm and support mean to the group of people who bring you this program every week, but we mean very sincerely that if hearing the program gives you one half the pleasure that bringing it to you gives to us, we're more than satisfied. We're glad that we have this opportunity to come into your homes and wish you all the joys and blessings of the holiday season. So it's a Merry Christmas to all of you from all of us. Walter Tetley. Leroy. Mary Lee Robb. Marjorie. Lillian Randolph. Bertie. Earl Ross. Judge Hooker. Kathy Lewis. Katie Milford. Dick Crenna. Bronco. And Dick Legrand. Mr. Peavy. Yeah. <laughs> and a Merry Christmas, too, from all the people behind the scenes. From Jack Meekin and the orchestra, writers Paul West, John Elliott, and Andy White. From Ray Ferguson and Monty Fraser, our engineer and sound effects artist. And from our producer-director, Fran Van Hardisfeld. And, of course, these holiday greetings come to you, too, from our sponsors, the Kraft Foods Company, their representative on this program announcer, Jay Stewart, the Kraft Coral Club, and the entire family of Kraft employees. Merry Christmas, everybody, and good night. Ladies, Tab Set, the delicious cheddar cheese food, is offering you a knife of a hundred uses, the Super Slicer. It pairs faster, slices cleaner, removes olives and cherries from bottles in a jiffy. It's the handiest kitchen knife in years. And you can get this knife for only 25 cents and the top label of a round package of delicious Pabstet cheese food or the red arrow from the top of a two-pound Pabstet loaf. Send your Pabstet label and your quarter tonight to Phoenix Pabstet, Box 5239, Chicago, 77, Illinois. Please print your return address. Portions of tonight's broadcast were transcribed.
I just love organ music. And at Christmas time, it just seems, well, it just seemed to go so well together. That's Ethel Smith, great organist. And that's Ethel Smith playing Oh Holy Night for us. And you know, Ethel, she knows Joni James is about to come on the show. And you know, I remember before when Ethel would be on, she'd be playing songs trying to give subtle hints as to what song she wants to be heard sung. And she'd start playing a song, and next thing you know, our singer who came on, well, they were just forced to sing whatever Ethel wanted to hear them sing. And, oh, in this case, it's very nice. Here is Joni James and Oh Holy Night. Sorry, Ethel, you're going to have to stop playing now. Very nice. 
Christmas, everybody. Thank you, Joni. Oh, and a Merry Christmas to you, too. Always good to have you on the show. The wonderful Joni James. What a beautiful girl, huh? Yeah. Well, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas around here. And we just heard from the great Gildersleeve and the December 21st, 1949 show before we heard that wonderful song from Joni James. We hope you enjoyed the show and Joni James. And now I know you're going to enjoy the great Perry Como as he sings his classic, There's No Place Like Home for the Holidays. And Perry ought to know. Here he is, Perry Como. And he was heading for Pennsylvania and some homemade pumpkin pie. From Pennsylvania, folks are traveling down to Dixie's sunny shore. From Atlantic to Pacific, gee, the traffic is terrific. Oh, there's no place like home for the holidays. Cause no matter how far away you roam If you want to be happy in a million ways For the holidays you can't be home, sweet home Oh, there's no place like home for the holidays A man who lives in Tennessee And he was heading for Pennsylvania And some homemade pumpkin pie From Pennsylvania folks are traveling Down to Dixie's sunny shore From Atlantic to Pacific Gee, the traffic is terrific Oh, there's no place like home For the holidays Cause no matter how far away you roam If you want to be happy in a million ways For the holidays you can't be home sweet home For the holidays you can't be Yeah, Perry Como, he ought to know there ain't no place like home for the holidays. Oh, yeah, great song from Perry. Uh, I think that's probably the first song from Perry Como singing a Christmas song that I can remember hearing. And, uh, yeah, good to hear it again here on Sounds Like Radio's special Christmas show. One thing you can do when you're home for Christmas, you know, you can do a polka. Yeah, you ever tried doing a polka? They're a lot of fun. Here is Dinah Shore. She is about to do 
the Merry Christmas Polka. Take it, Dinah. Ooh, sounds good already. Come on and dance the Merry Christmas Polka. Let everyone be happy and gay. Oh, it's the time to be jolly and deck the halls with holly. So let's have a jolly holiday. Come on and dance the Merry Christmas Polka. Another joyous season has begun. Roll out the Yuletide barrels and sing out the carols. A Merry Christmas, everyone. Tuning up the fiddles now, the fiddles now, the fiddles now. There's wine to warm the middles now, and set your head a whirl. Around and round the room we go, the room we go, the room we go. Around and round the room we go, so get yourself a girl. Yeah! Now every heart will start to tingle when sleigh bells jingle on Santa's sleigh. Together we will greet Kris Kringle and another Christmas Day. So let's have a jolly holiday Come on and dance the Merry Christmas Polka With everybody joining in the fun Roll out the barrels that cheer you And shout till they hear you A Merry Christmas, everyone Merry Christmas, a Merry, Merry Christmas A Merry Christmas, everyone Yeah! Oh. Merry Christmas, everybody! Yeah. Oh, oh, the gang, they're getting kind of rambunctious here on Sounds Like Radio, and I, I kind of like it, too. Thank you, gang. Thank you, the great dinosaur doing the Merry Christmas polka. Oh, yeah. Here, she was sort of rocking out, and when you think about rocking out, you think about Elvis. He likes to rock out. Oh, but right now, Elvis, he's having the blues at Christmas time. Santa Claus is back in town, and, and Elvis ain't too Christmas. happy about it. You know, when you got the blues, this Christmas. is the way you feel. Here is Elvis Presley. Coming in a big black Cadillac, boy. 
go put the stockings Run off the light Santa Claus is coming Now the old It's rough. It's rough when you get the blues at Christmas time. Things is kind of rough, but come on, Elvis, snap out of it. It's Christmas time. It's time to be happy. And you know, I bet you I know somebody who can make Elvis feel happy again. Oh, how about... <laughs> oh, I'm getting happy already just seeing her come into the studio. Oh, how about the wonderful Julie London? And she's going to sing a song. I like. I hope she's going to sing it for me. I like you for Christmas, and I'd like Julie to sing it right now. Oh yeah, Julie, you're looking good. Oh, let's hear it. Julie London and I'd like you for Christmas. Sounds like radio, especially. I'd like you for Christmas. Cause I trim trees and deck the hallways If I knew you'd be mine for always I won't be blue on Christmas If all Saint Nick comes through Remembers that I'd like you for Christmas, New Year's, Easter, too. Than Julie London. Oh, yeah. 
She slinks, man. She slinks. Oh, I'm just looking at her now. She's slinking out of the studio. <laughs> oh, 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 I've got to force my head. Turn it away. Turn away. Turn away. Humble host, don't look. <laughs> You're just going to break down if you look at that sight. Ooh. Oh, there she goes. Oh, it was wonderful while, while she lasted. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, Julie London. Thank you, Julie, for stopping by. We're slinking by and singing that great song. Oh, I'm feeling better already. I I lost the blues. Whatever blues I may have had listening to Elvis, they're gone now. Now that we heard that wonderful Julie. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, now uh, listen. Listen to what Ethel's playing. Ethel. Ethel. Are you up to your old tricks, Ethel? You know she is. That Ethel, she's a sly one. She likes to play a song that she wants our next singer to sing. <laughs> and you know, I can't blame her. Yeah, Ethel, you're brilliant. You're a genius. <sighs> Here is the great Bing Crosby. Yes, our house singer himself. And I've got the music box, just like you see in the movie White Christmas. I've got a music box here now, and I'm going to start cranking it and playing that music box. And when Bing hears it, well, he's going to sing along. Yeah. Let's go. Let me try this out. You hear that, Bing? Yeah. Yeah. You know what we want. Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten And children listen To hear sleigh bells in the snow singer, the wonderful, the great Bing Crosby singing a man singing a Christmas song like no one else can sing that song. That is the song Bing Crosby owns and he will own it throughout the rest of eternity. <laughs> oh, that's probably true also. <laughs> oh my, long after I'm gone you'd probably still be hearing that song every year. Oh, I'd be good to say because I'd like to live forever and ever and ever and hear that song uh well anyway i guess you can't have everything 
Well, friends, that'll do it for today's Sounds Like Radio. You know, that was one very special episode of The Great Gildersleeve we heard. It was originally broadcast December 21st, 1949. I can still remember hearing that show, and it was very moving. Great Gildersleeve wanted to give Marjorie his mother's ring, and then it turned out to be an even extra special present as Marjorie announced they're going to get me married. Ah, yes. Very, very nice program there. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. <laughs> and I know you like the music. Yeah, the greatest Christmas music of all time. So, eh, what's not to like? That's what I see. Well, friends, until next time. Yes, until next time when we're back with more Christmas stuff. Or until next time when you tune in again. I am your humble host, wishing you all a very Merry Christmas and so long for now. Goodbye, everybody.